0: This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I do not think
1: so. I went to Vegas last weekend. Pretty crazy.
0: Vegas, baby, Vegas! Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Why don't you give me half the money you were gonna bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day! Some guys just can't handle Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your host for this podcast journey to what I like to think of as the greatest city in the world, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I have a confession to make to everyone. I'm coming up on what's going to be my 27th trip to Las Vegas in the last five years, and I have to reveal to you that in all of my Vegas vacations, not once have I ever played a table game. I've never played a hand of blackjack or poker. I've never tossed the dice in a game of craps, and I've never placed a bet at a roulette table. Now, why is that? Well, there's a few reasons, some of which include anxiety, intimidation, a past negative experience, and simply not knowing how to play the games. To help me out with these issues, I decided to reach out to an expert. Heather Ferris is the CEO and founder of Vegas Aces, the world's first free online dealing trade school where you can learn how to both deal and play casino table games absolutely free. Heather is a born and raised second-generation Las Vegan. She's got over 15 years of experience in the gaming industry, and since 2010, she's been helping people all over the world learn to deal and play table games via her website, vegas-aces.com. I started off our conversation by getting to know Heather a bit and learning her story.
1: Basically, a lot has happened to me in life. And um, it's one of those things where life takes you in a direction you do not even expect. So I started dealing. Um, I was dealing for a while. I tried to deal all the games. Um And I tried to do uh, basically the best I could to be a dealer, and that's why I was trying to, like, learn all the games. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, here I am with this knowledge, and... Personally, I hate dealing schools. The dealing school that I went to, I got in a huge fight with the owner. Let's just say that we fought a lot and did not get along. And I finally told her, hey, I paid you money. You're going to do what I want you to <laughs> So she didn't like me very much. Right. <laughs> and so um, what happened was one day she's like, you know, she comes up to me and she's like, you know, you think you're all hot shit and everything. I got a audition for three of my best dealers at the Gold Coast. And if you want, you could go with them. And when you fail and you come back, you'll see you're not all that. And I'm just like, cool, you got me an audition. Awesome. Thanks. (laughs) So I go in with the other people. So it's four of us and we do the audition. And out of the four of us, me and one other person gets hired and the other two people don't get hired. (laughs) And I was so freaking ecstatic just by the fact that I'd never have to see her again.
0: That's amazing.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And so um, I dealt everything. Uh, I dealt craps over at the Golden Nugget. I dealt poker at the Sahara, um, all of the games. And afterwards, um, after having that experience with the dealing school, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Screw dealing schools. Screw all of that stuff. I'm just going to put all of this information out there for free. I'm going to teach people for free. I'm going to help them get a job for free. And basically, you know, a stick it to all of the other, you know, people out there, all the dealing schools and everything.
0: Wow. So there you go.
1: Yeah. So that's how it started. And then it, it took 10 years to get it to where it's at right now. And actually those stories on the website were the very, very, very first thing I ever put on the website. And I had no clue how to do a website. It took me 10 years to figure out how to do a website. And that's what you see now. But, um, yeah, it was a long journey and there was a lot of stuff in between and, um, it was definitely not what I expected it to be.
0: And you're born and raised Las Vegas. Second generation. And so what was it like? I I mean, this is always one of those things that's fascinating to me as a as an outsider. Um, and I, and I always laugh when, you know, I meet people that live in Las Vegas because, you know, I, I've been going enough now that I, I know, yes, people do live in Las Vegas, but, (laughs) but as a tourist coming into town, so many people, I think they just kind of forget that, yeah, there's people that, that live in this city. So what was it like growing up in Las Vegas? Is it just like growing up in any other city in, in the U S?
1: Well, I just have to mention this. Um, When you, when you are born and raised in Las Vegas and you go out and you travel to other places and at the other places, they're like, Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Las Vegas. Oh my God. I cannot even tell you how many times people would ask, Oh cool. What hotel do you live in? (laughs) No, I don't live in a hotel. We don't all live in hotels. We have houses like people (laughs) like normal people and it was actually yeah it happened way more often than it really should have
0: so vegas-aces.com is the website and it is jam packed with with tons of amazing information so you you know in the 10 years that it's taken you uh, to figure out how to do a website, I have to say you're doing an amazing job on this because Thank you. <laughs> I was perusing through there and the stories that you you previously mentioned, I mean they're they're entertaining as all hell and they really are amazing. And, and of course some of them, you know, they're hard to believe, but knowing Vegas the way I know Vegas, I know they I'm guarantee they're 100% true. Um and of course the the website is also Packed with a lot of great information on there. You mentioned that you you do a lot of dealer training. Is this something that you do just via the website? Do you go out and you do training sessions? How exactly do you do you run your yourself there?
1: So normally, what happens is um, it's an online. It's a free online dealing trade school. So because it's online, it actually is nice because then we can um, we can help people all around the world. Uh, I've not just helped people in Las Vegas or just in America, but I've actually helped people like in South Africa, in Germany, in um, the UK, in Brazil. I mean, Portugal, there's just, oh, my God, the list. And um, what's really cool is because of the Internet. We're able to do everything we could have done face to face. So I could do interviews online. I could do auditions online. If someone sends me a video and they're like, hey, I'm having a really hard time pitching. Can you take a look at it? Sure. No problem. So I watch the video. I take a look at it and I'm like, "Okay, no problem. You're 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 holding the card in the middle of the card when you're supposed to hold the card at the top corner Uh and then they'll do it. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's much easier. And so it's actually, the internet has made it really, really easy to do that. And what we do is, um, well, what I've done in the past is I would direct people to the website to an article on how to deal blackjack. I tell them to go through the article. I would tell them to practice shuffling and cutting chips and then I would help them get a job. And normally, um, well, I've been doing that for the past eight, nine years, but I've gotten a lot of feedback because, you know, that it's been some time and you get feedback after some time. And right. uh, it's not as clear cut as I thought it was. It's um, a little bit confusing. People have some problems with it. It's not um, straightforward. So what I'm doing is I'm completely redoing the whole thing. And I'm doing a gaming 101 course, which I just finished um, script number five. So we're gonna be getting that out here in the next month or so. And um, it's gonna be a step-by-step, clear-cut, this is what you do, these are the steps you take, this is the homework you have to do, the workbooks, everything. And I'm gonna get that out there, and then that way people can watch it and follow it and practice at home. And then um, we'll also have a basically, um, a course on how to get a a job as a casino dealer. And all of this is free. Um, I don't charge, uh, people for the whole dealing school or anything. Um, and that is our corporate activism. So that is what we are actively trying to help the community with. We want to give, um, away free education. If people can't afford to put food on their table, how can they afford to go to a trade school? That's going to help them get a better job. It's sort of ridiculous, honestly. And I uh, really just want to help people get a job. So um, that's what we started doing. And we've just been growing and we've been building and we have so much we want to do. We want to become like an accredited dealing school. Um, Eventually one day we'll have, you know, our own location and everything where people could come in wherever they want and um, practice. So um, yeah, just keep trying, keep growing and we'll see what the future brings.
0: That's amazing. That's a, that's very cool. I'm, I'm, you make some really good points. Like you say, I mean, if somebody can't, can't afford to put food on their table, how can they afford to spend thousands of dollars on a, on going to school? And, and I, you know, I mean, I would imagine that the casinos in Las Vegas and, and, and other, you know, elsewhere around the world, they're major, uh, major employers. And I would imagine that the job pool or the people that they have to pull from, uh, the potential employee pool is probably not that large and right. and the the amount of money that they would have to spend i mean the amount of money any company would spend to train someone if that person ends up not being capable of of doing the job or whatever that's essentially wasted money so i mean i the way i'm looking at this for you is you're providing a service twofold one to the the casino corporations and one to you know potential job candidates as well. That's very cool.
1: Thanks. Yes, <laughs> thank you.
0: And then one of the other things that you do on the website too is you've got not just lessons on dealing, but lessons on how to to play all these wonderful casino games. Right. Uh, which which is something for me. So this kind of hit me in one of my past episodes uh, with some feedback that I got. I did a, a crossover episode. Uh, with Chris Kim from uh, Faces and Aces Las Vegas, which, by the way, love that guy.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, he is the best. I love him so
0: much. He's such a great dude. And and his podcast, if, if the listeners haven't gone and checked it out yet, you absolutely should. And not just the episode that I was on, but all of the episodes. And one of the pieces of feedback in this episode, I mentioned that I had never played a table game in my life. Chris had set up one of his things. You know, you can only say you've done Vegas if you've You've sat at a table and made a bet. And I said, I've never done that all my trips. And one of the pieces of feedback we got was a, a guy who said, I don't know if I can take someone seriously who's never played a table game. Oh. So <laughs> I was like, wow, Dang. shots fired. <laughs> Dang. So a lot of it, I think for, for me personally, and I'm sure this is a lot of people and, and folks that I've talked to, is the intimidation factor of sitting down at a table with other people when you don't necessarily know what you're doing. My, my one and only table game experience was at a, one of the local casinos here in my city. I live in, in Calgary, Canada, and we have a couple of casinos in the city and we were out with buddies and and whatever. And I sat down at a blackjack table because, you know, I mean, in my head, and this is my, you know, ignorant thinking of blackjack. How hard can it be? You count to 21. That's it, right? That's, that's the gist of it. i sat down at the table the table was empty there was like four other blackjack tables around it was a quiet night i sat down i started playing i won a couple of hands and again i'm just i'm counting to 21 that's all i'm doing lo and behold some other guy sits down beside me again there's like four other tables that are empty but he's got to sit down at the one beside me and and he starts in you know, he's. Tell him why aren't you doubling down? You should be splitting. They bet this double this clip. This, blah blah blah. He could have been speaking Mandarin to me. I I don't understand the terms, and and he basically was accusing me of wrecking his night. Oh, geez. <laughs> so me, I like I I took my money and I stepped away, and that was it. And that was my one and only table game experience oh. ever. <laughs> so the idea of sitting down at a table. In the gambling capital of the world and playing a game, really, for me, like I say, it's very intimidating. It's frightening. It's scary. I worry about what the other people are going to think. Am I going to wreck their night? Am I going to cause problems for them? So what, well, I guess the the first question I would ask is for someone like me, a total novice who knows nothing, what game would you recommend for, for a first timer?
1: I would recommend Blackjack at first. And I do want to uh, make three different points real quick before I forget them. Yeah. Um. So there are definitely people like that in the casino where – and you made the per- the point perfectly. He sat down at your table. There's all these other tables that were empty and he sat down at your table. Right. So that's who we would call a troll, <laughs> someone specifically looking to cause a problem. So if you do encounter that person, please, please, please don't let it – Um alter your view or skew your view, uh, of playing because it is actually fun when you have like a good table and everyone's enjoying themselves and having fun. Right. Um, if you do encounter a person like that, best thing to do is get up and walk to another table. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, second thing, uh, it's your money. So you play however you want if someone is telling you how to play or they're saying you should split, you should double, I'm sorry, you worked for your money. You're the one that went to your job and you worked hard to get your money. You could do whatever you want with it. So I always, that really always upset me when players would do that and they would tell other people how to spend their money. It's like, that's not your money. Um, The other thing is uh, three If you do want to know what you're doing when you go to a blackjack table and you're not sure when to hit, when to stay, when to double down, if you go to the um, gift shop, they have a little plastic card that's near the register, and this is called the book or the strategy card. And you take the book or the strategy card to the table, and you you can actually use it on the table while you're playing, and it'll tell you when to hit, stay, double down, all of that, so that way you never have to worry about doing anything wrong. Um, So to go back to the question you originally asked, uh, blackjack, yes, is definitely the easiest. Uh, Big six, which is the wheel where they turn the wheel and you try to get a number, that's also extremely easy. Mm -hmm. Um, However, blackjack has a better house edge, so it's actually better for the player to play blackjack than it would be to play big six.
0: So I'll I'll stop you. House edge, definition, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No problem. So the house edge is basically the money that the casino makes from you. Okay. So this is their winnings. This is their profit. This is what they make. So let's take something easy like roulette. Um, The roulette has a house edge of 5.26%. So if you go to a roulette table and you put $100 down on the table, then you are expected to lose $5.26. Um, I believe, oh, I think it's per hour. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, uh, as far as the time factor goes, I don't remember, but it's something to that effect. Um, so you're expected to lose that amount. So every single game has a different house edge. Um, like I said, roulette has a 5.26% house edge. That's actually pretty bad for the player. Mm -hmm. And then the blackjack has roughly around 0.5% house edge, and that's much better for the player.
0: Okay. So
1: um, you want to go to a blackjack game that has an 8-deck shoe. Um, the dealer can hit on a soft 17, and blackjack pays 3 to 2. And if you do that, you're going to get a house edge of a roughly around 0.43%, which is really, really good. So um, just keep that in mind when you're playing a game. Um, if you go to a crafts table and you play a proposition bet and that proposition bet is sixteen point six seven percent house edge, it basically means means you're giving your money away to the casino. So, um, it just is something to keep in mind when you're really, really serious about gambling and you're doing it more for the fun of it,
0: okay now, the the question I, I have to ask, too is, with a game like blackjack uh, and and i assume that this was part of the reason that this guy that sat at my table this troll that sat at my table was getting upset with me was you know i'm i'm taking his cards i'm ruining his strategy i all of these things i got to ask is there actually strategy involved in a game like blackjack because in my brain it's cards it's 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 the luck of the draw is it not
1: um, I completely agree where you're coming from. I can see your point of view totally. But unfortunately, um, yes, there is a strategy. And if you read the book by Edward Thorpe beat the dealer, then you will see, uh, basically he explains everything. He's Edward Thorpe is the one that created the blackjack strategy guide. And that's the guy, the little card that I was telling you about the book right. that you can use on the table. um, And he went through, he was a mathematician. uh, He did all of the math on this and he figured out what is the best way for the player to play that gets them the best uh, advantage. And so yes, there is a strategy and um, it is the book or, you know, basically a book by Edward Thorpe. And if you read it, it's very, very interesting. It'll give you more insight on the game. He's one of like the big names in the industry and everything. So to answer your question, yes, there is a strategy and that's who created it It was Edward Thorpe. And that's what he created was the book.
0: Now, another question, would playing online simulated games or, you know, any of the fun, you know, casino apps or blackjack games or any of that stuff, would that help me in learning those strategies or is that going to going to hinder me because i know in some situations you know simulations are great and and can really help you but then in others not so much would would that help me in this case or would it would it hurt my my chances of properly learning how to play the game
1: i would say it helps you more than hurts you uh so if you're playing those games just to learn the game just to get the basic idea of the game then that's a good thing they're not exactly accurate um It's not the same feel. It's a random number generator created by a a computer. So it's not going to give you the same feel as actually sitting down at a table and playing with cards that were shuffled. However, if you want to learn how to play the game, it's really good to do at home in the comfort of your own home uh, with, you know, fake money. Right. So you could learn it and then go to a casino and then give it a try for yourself. So I think they're good for that uh, purpose.
0: And going into a casino, is there, I mean, you you mentioned already about the house edge, but with a, I know with blackjack and blackjack tables, when I'm walking through the casino, I'm seeing all these different minimum bets and different payouts and different odds and different that, and all these things again, that I, I I'm an idiot. I don't understand really any of it. Is there anything that you would recommend a, a first timer or newbie Avoid any specific odds, any specific decks, any specific minimum bets, things like that. Anything that somebody should just completely stay away from.
1: Yes. Um, So if you are playing blackjack, uh, stay away from a six to five payout. So the casinos have been getting a little uh, tricky about it. They're not posting it like they used to. What used to be was they would post it and say, oh, this is a three-to-two table or this is a six-to-five table. They don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So now you actually have to go up to the dealer and say, hey, is this a three-to-two table or a six-to-five table? If it's a six-to-five table, do not play it. And the reason why is because you are playing the exact same game as a three-to-two table, only the casino is paying you less money. So, for example, if you are on a three-to-two table and you get a blackjack, you get paid $7.50. If you're on a six to five table and you get a blackjack, you only get paid $6. So you lose that extra dollar and 50 cents.
0: And that's on a $5 bet.
1: Yes, and that's on a $5 bet. So the more you go up or the more you play or the more blackjacks you get, basically the more money the casino is taking away from you. By playing on a six to five table versus a three to two table.
0: And I know like in, in various Facebook groups that I'm members of and, and and such, people are saying that those six to five tables are becoming a lot more common in the casinos. Is that the case?
1: That is the case. And the reason why is because casinos have figured out that most people don't understand the difference between three to two and six to five odds. And therefore, they'll sit down at a six to five game just as they would a three to two game. So casinos being corporations and corporations being naturally greedy, they see a way to make more money. So that's why they're putting in more six to five games than three to two games to raise their bottom line.
0: Are the, are the five dollar tables that hard to find now? Because I, I keep hearing that the the minimum bets now, it's getting to the point where it's you know, ten and fifteen dollars are the five dollar tables hard harder to find now.
1: No, they're not hard to find. The reason why people, um, the reason why that's the case, is because of what time you go into the casino. So people usually go into a casino Friday night, you know, after seven eight p.m. when it's like really busy. Um, after a certain time, they raise their their minimum. So if it is say Friday, Saturday, Sunday um sometimes during the day depending on if it's like a holiday then they'll have uh the minimum raised or during night during swing shift they'll have the minimum raised if you're looking for that five dollar table you usually want to go during the daytime or during the weekday so if it's like say tuesday at 3 p.m or 2 p.m you'll be able to go into most casinos and find a five dollar game also um Downtown, they have a lot of $3 games as well. So uh, you don't see that very often anymore. So if you want to do a $2 game or a $3 game, um, you can always go downtown and check out their uh, tables as well.
0: Now, as I said earlier, for me, a lot of this um, hesitation to go and play a table game comes from the anxiety and the intimidation of actually sitting down at a table and and making a bet. What would you recommend to somebody to help get past that level of anxiety?
1: Knowing what you're doing helps. So when you feel anxiety like that, a lot of where that anxiety comes from is just the fact that you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what to expect, you don't know what to do or what's going on or how you should react. So that's where a lot of that anxiety comes from. If you learn the game beforehand, or for example, watch my videos on how to play, then you get an idea of, you know, okay, this is what to expect. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what expected, what's expected of me. And then that really helps calm down uh, your fears and anxieties when walking up to a table. So after you learn how to play, you know what you're doing, that fear and anxiety turns into one of excitement because now you actually want to go and try it. You know what you're doing. You want to actually do it in real life now. So that would probably be the best way to overcome that.
0: Well, you know what? I got to say you, you have inspired me. I've got a trip coming up here. Uh, I've got two trips coming up here, as a matter of fact, one in, in about a week and then another one in the beginning of April. You've inspired me. I'm going to take some money probably much to my wife's chagrin and, <laughs> just and, don't
1: take your mortgage payment yeah I was
0: gonna say just not the mortgage payment I won't take the mortgage payment I, I'm I'm gonna take a little bit of cash and I'm gonna find myself one of those those three to two tables I'm gonna watch some videos Ooh. I'm gonna do some reading <laughs> and and you've given me that little bit of confidence to walk into a casino to sit down at at a, a blackjack table and maybe play a few hands and 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 feel confident enough in in to uh, to actually do that. Good. Awesome. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. I I really do appreciate it and I really I feel good about my future Vegas adventures.
1: Good. Awesome. I'm glad. <laughs> I hope you win a ton of money.
0: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to know more about Heather and Vegas Aces, head to vegas aces.com. The website is packed with pretty much any piece of information you could possibly want or need to know about table games, including rules, strategies, payoffs, flashcards, and even definitions of terms that you might hear around the tables but not know or understand. And if you want updates on Heather's online training sessions, including Twitch videos and live streams, follow Vegas Aces on Facebook at the Vegas Aces and Twitter at Vegas underscore aces. I'll post links to the website and their social media channels in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. All right, that pretty much wraps things up for this episode of the podcast. In the meantime, thanks for listening to the show. Be sure to give me a follow on social media at Jeff Does Vegas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else you get your podcasts so you'll know the instant a new show is uploaded, it's absolutely free to subscribe. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 13 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast a Walker New Media production.